Guys, this is DogCast, episode number 366. Old Dog is out of the bunker and we're having technological difficulties, so this is going to be another throwback episode and I apologize in advance. We're trying to keep it tight because I know it hurts your ears, but it's better to put out some show rather than no show. So here goes. It's Florida week. Go dogs. dog we're doing another throwback show this week because of technical difficulties and uh, we've decided to do this show in honor of uh, the good old days right absolutely back when uh back when you could take money from a booster and they didn't get upset and uh, no one turned you in <laughs> yeah and also when florida uh used to was was winning football games against us right in the early days exactly. of the dog cast right we yeah. want to remind everybody how serious things used to be when we started the dog cast in the, the era of urban meyer and uh and steve spurrier about how things used to be right don't lose your focus no absolutely not and the thing is though unlike many many florida fans we as georgia fans know that this that this series this great rivalry does date back past 1990. It sure does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're really, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day about Florida, and just you know, you have so many Florida fans that are kind of new to the thing. They just started paying attention in the 90s, you know. Hell, the mid 90s is when this whole thing started for them, you know. And uh, it's not nearly as much fun for them here as it for the past three or four years as it, as it used to be, you know. No, not a bit, not a bit. And, uh, you know, it's kind of turning around, and hopefully uh, this Saturday we'll slap them down again. This will be, you know, quite something for this senior class because not very many senior classes or not very many classes have an opportunity to never lose to Florida, unlike senior classes in Georgia Tech. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that fantastic? I mean, I would love to shut them out. We've got to shut them out. We've got to slam the door on Muschamp. I tell you what, man, we've got a lot of opportunities to do some magical things this season. We've still got the whole season in front of us. And, uh, I mean, we've got all of our goals in front of us is what I mean. And, exactly. Uh, we, we get we get through two more games with uh, – with Chubb running, and then we're going to get uh, get a healthy, rested Todd Gurley back. Yeah, and and this is breaking news, I know, but I have from a very reliable source that Gurley will be back for the Auburn game. That's what we're, reliable sources say. It's going to be a four game suspension, and he's going to be back for Auburn. Now we're not sure, but that's what the reliable sources are telling us. And I also have it on numerous reliable sources that Gurley took somewhere between $3,001 and $18 billion. (laughs) Over the course of something longer than a month, but something less than his entire life. 
exactly. and uh, who who knows, you know. But yeah, you know, there's been a lot of people. A lot of people are hot about this girly thing, old dog, and it seems like the NCAA is losing credibility uh, by the minute. But well, you know, it, and I think those people, and and I'm, it, it is upsetting to some point, but I think their anger is really misguided with the NCAA. Uh, you know, you can get mad at the NCAA for having a rule like this, but sure, really, that, that's rule. about that's about where where the madness with them needs to end. Because I mean, the University of Georgia and our athletic department, we did the investigation, we laid out the case, and we knew what was going to happen. I mean, because the rule is very clear when you read it. You know, if it's like if it's under four hundred bucks, it's a game. If it's four hundred to seven hundred dollars, it's two games. And if it's over seven hundred dollars, it's four games. Right. And you know, and I don't know, and I don't know what all the mystery was about. I mean, we knew what was going to happen. At least our athletic department knew what was going to happen when uh, they took all the paperwork up to Indianapolis and handed it to them. Yeah, I think what people are mad about is what seems like hypocrisy. You know, people are hot because, I mean, like, you know, people are, you know, it seems like the Auburn and the Florida State model is working pretty well. It's working really well for Auburn and Florida State and Texas A&M, you know. But, well, and, and again, you know, it's it's different philosophies. Uh, and this is the downside of having and, and, and a team program. You, an honorable program, a program that supposedly is trying yeah. to do things the right way. Right. If, if in fact, you know, if in fact it is the right way. And, you know, you, you have that one group of people, you know, that say, well, you know, a rule's a rule. And, you know, they come up with, you know, well, you know, if I'm going 50 in a 35 mile zone and the police pulling me over, you know, I don't say, you know, well, it's a stupid rule. You know, and you have that argument, but also, I mean, if we didn't, if we as a people didn't break rules, then we'd still under, be under British rule. Yeah, you know, you right. think back to the 1770s, you know, hey, a rule's a rule. Uh, you know, like I say, we'd still be, uh, you know, I guess Prince Charles or whoever would still be ruling us. <laughs> So you're uh, saying then deny, 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 huh? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, mean, clearly that's freaking working because the NCAA well, has no enforcement. They have no yeah. investigative arm. They have no enforcement. And who the hell are they to to uh, to assign community service, by the way? That, well, what I the mean, hell is the that whole, all about? Well, and, and I think part of it with me is just how ridiculous the thing got. First off, I think... I think our athletic department, when they ended the investigation and had the portfolio or dossier or whatever it was called that they gave to the NCAA, we should have taken the lead and said, hey, this is what we got. Todd Gurley took $3,814. We're giving it to the NCAA, and the rules say he gets four games. Bam. We should have taken the lead on that. Second is – you know, Mark Emmert then comes out and and praises the University of Georgia for this fine investigative work, basically for doing their job for him, and then just going down and laying laying down and saying, "Do to me what you will." Right. And then and then after that, they go ahead and bitch slap us with 
a four-game suspension when we all think it's going to be two. And then throw in this business about community service, which I think is just, I mean, it's stupid. I mean, also, what is what Gurley going to do? They, they're doing us a favor. You know, we, we went easy on you. We went yeah, we did. You were so forthcoming. Right. I mean, we did them a favor. But, you know, I mean, is Gurley going to be out like on Lumpkin with a stick with a nail on the end and some little orange vest that says NCAA probation? Uh, you know, I don't I mean, know, dude. I, I if mean, I'm going to the street picking up trash, it's going to be millage, though. i got to tell you, I'm going to be over there near somewhere near the KD house and the Tridell house if I can help myself. Probably, probably so. And, you know, and I'm with you. I mean, there I, there was no proof out there that Gurley took money. I mean, at the very best, it would be his word against some other guy. Sure. Uh, and uh, probably a lot of these guys aren't going to say anything because they're still in the business and they've got the next generation of athletes, you know, to come through. So, yeah, I mean, you know, a decision was made, and I'm sure it was just, I'm sure the same group of people sat down at Texas A&M, sat down at Florida State, sat down at Auburn, and sat down at Georgia. And we just decided, hey, we're going to tell the truth. And they decided and the other to. Folks, and the other folks said, maybe not tell the truth. They may have looked at their athlete and said, we don't want to know the truth. Right. But here's the thing, man. The as real irony. Concerned, you never took a dime. You understand? The real irony is, the real problem is, is that the NCAA, while at once saying that they want to do the right thing and they, you know, they're trying to protect athletes and stuff, if you're a kid in middle school or high school watching this, what is the lesson that you've learned? The lesson is. If you go, if you act like Manziel, take the money and, and keep your mouth shut. Take the money That's and keep your mouth shut. That's the lesson. The lesson that the NCAA is teaching is ostensibly the exact opposite of what they they claim to want to teach. Right? I mean, they're going to hammer the kid who does things the right who who did the right thing, and they're going to let the kids who did the who compounded their error. Get off, and that's, well, that's the real problem. You know, and and the thing is too, and it's the NCAA is acting like a parent, but a parent has authority, and the NCAA doesn't. And basically, the Florida State situation, the Texas A and M situation, they said, "Hey, there's nothing here. We're going to play our guy." And you know, who cares if five years down the road? They find out that uh, yeah, nobody cares. Johnny Manziel took money. Jimbo Fisher might as well just shoot two birds towards Emmert and say, "Come get me if you can, sucker." Well, that's basically what he's doing. I know. Hell, you know, I, so think, I, mean, I think we should have told him that maybe that Todd's dad got the money. I think that would be, you know, let's go with the Auburn model. Say Todd didn't get any money. Todd's dad got the money. You know, exactly. And, and he's so sorry about it. Yeah. But, you know, and the thing is, too, and this is for some, a little, a little old dog history lesson here, because I'm sure there are a lot of folks, our younger listeners, that don't remember back in the days, back before 1984, when your team could only appear on TV twice during a season, plus a bowl game, and that it was determined by the NCAA 
what games were going to be allowed on TV. And I believe it was 1984. It may have been 1985. The University of Georgia and the University of Oklahoma went to federal court, sued the NCAA for the rights to be on TV, to sell their product to the highest bidder. Wow, what a novel concept. You've got something somebody wants, wants to pay money for it, and you can control it yourself because it's yours. Right. Kind of like your name or your image. Right. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. So if there's anybody in the administration at the University of Georgia that thought the NCAA was going to look kindly on us, they're out of their mind because we took, along with Oklahoma, the biggest cash cow that the NCAA ever had and basically neutered it. Right. And I, by the way, because I had a ton of questions, for. I get a ton of questions saying, why does it seem that the NCAA comes down harder on Georgia than other teams, right? I mean, people ask that a lot, right? If you and want to why. know why, that's why, kids. It's that's right. Go 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 look up go look up University of Georgia versus University NCAA, of Oklahoma V N C A A. Nineteen eighty five. And then yeah. you'll know why they're still pissed at us. But anyway. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, I mean we made as as an athletic department and as an institution, we made a decision to go this route. And when we made that decision I don't think anyone needed to be surprised at what happened. Now, I think it's kind of silly the way they played the game. I mean, we should have taken the lead on it. And, again, kind of made the NCAA look a little bit stupid if they did anything else other than what was their rules. I mean, before we should have leaked the report before we gave it to the NCAA. We gave the NCAA power. I know, and we, we should. I know, we gave them. We should have emasculated them by saying, "We've done the investigation. This is it. All they're going to do is rubber stamp it." And according to their rules, this is what's going to happen. Gurley will be back for Auburn if, in fact, he wants to play, which I believe he does. Well, either way, that is what it is. The bottom line is, old dog, we got a game coming up on Saturday. We got a game Saturday. We don't have Todd Gurley, but we got Nick Chubb. And we need to head on because it is Georgia Florida week. It is the it is the best rivalry game in the world. There are only two in the United States left like it where it's played at a neutral site and each fan base gets fifty percent of the tickets. And anybody that ever wants to see that go away is out of their freaking mind. It is the because best game. It is, the most important game we've played special. all year. It it's is special. It's and I'm going to tell you, a home-and-home home would never do it. And if there's anybody other than someone that lives in Atlanta, that, I mean, I'm going to go back again. The Georgia-Florida game doesn't need to be played in Atlanta because the University of Georgia has got nothing to do with Atlanta. Georgia Tech, Georgia State is in Atlanta, not us. Right. But let's talk about... Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about Georgia Ford. Let's talk about Will Muschamp. Let's talk about how we're going to beat the damn Gators down. Let's talk about how we're going to beat the damn Gators down. Will Muschamp is 25-20 and 20 as the head coach of Florida. 
He's standing on his last leg. Here's my question for you, old dog. Do you believe that the team, Florida, I mean, look, man, we're a long ways from Eastern Michigan. You remember that Eastern Michigan game, don't you, old dog? You remember because they missed their first game because of all the rain, and then, then they played Eastern Michigan, and Florida beat Eastern Michigan 65 to zip. And if you remember, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, look at that offense. Look at that firepower. Jeff, yeah, right Driscoll, Jeff Driscoll has has taken this new offense coordinator. Oh man, he's it's, it's awesome, right? I mean, everything's clicking. Everything's clicking, baby. Sixty-five to nothing. Florida's back, and then they beat Kentucky by six. Feeling good, feeling good. Everything's everything's right on track, and then they got doubled up by Alabama. And I'm telling you, they beat Tennessee by one. And, you know, the thing is, this quarterback, Treon Harris, that's who we got to talk about because Mr. Driscoll, most valuable player for Georgia Bulldogs now, uh, he has been benched. He's been benched unceremoniously in his senior year. And freshman, true freshman, Treon Harris is going to be Making his first start ever. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator, the new hot shit offensive coordinator for Florida, Kurt Roper, has said he's on the record as saying Treon Harris has no understanding of our playbook. I, I love that quote. That's my favorite quote of the week. Treon Harris has no understanding of our playbook. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you talk about a – you talk about an offense in just total disarray. That's what you've got with the University of Florida. But with that said, their defense is not bad. Their defense is not bad, but I'll tell you, yeah, it's a great misconception that their defense is great. Their defense is not great. They're middle of the road at best in the SEC. They're, in fact, the worst. Believe it or not, old dog, they're the worst defense in the SEC uh, well, they're not exactly dead last, but they're damn near last in stopping the pass. They're pretty good against the run. They are not good against the pass at all. Well, and we'll see We'll see how good they are against the run when they come up against a team that likes to run the ball Saturday. Exactly. i tell you this. It's the worst defense that Muschamp has had. It's the worst defense they've had since uh, Ron Zook was there. They're they're averaging twenty five. They're averaging giving up more than twenty five points a game, which is the worst defense that Muschamp's ever had at Florida. So well, and I'm excited and I mean, about the game. Well, as well we should be. And I mean, it's it's Florida. It is a rivalry game. Anything can happen. But the main thing that we need to do is keep our focus. Um, you know, we we've, we've kept it for two for two games. We've kind of, I guess. The team has taken on this. It's us against the world. And I am hoping that they do feel that the NCAA has done them wrong and that we remain pissed off and that we're going to show them. Because I'll tell you what, wouldn't it be ironic if we make it through, win the SEC championship, get into the Final Four, have Todd Gurley back on the field, we're scheduled to play Florida State, and all of a sudden, Jameis Winston gets arrested for 
stealing whole king crabs or <laughs> rape allegations are actually proved sure. or maybe some memorabilia dealer gets clean conscience and says, hey, you know, I, I've got a picture of him taking some money. I mean, it would that would really be ironic and funny. It would be awesome. It, it would be. But, I mean, you know, we've got, again, we've got everything ahead of us. I don't want any of our listeners to ever say we control our own destiny because you can't control destiny. Destiny is preordained. <laughs> and anybody that says we control our own destiny just doesn't understand the English language. <laughs> right. Oh, man, I'm telling you what. I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, I'm looking forward to this game a lot. Yeah, I mean, and I'm kind of like you. I as much and as many years as we have said how good it is to have an off week before the Florida game, I really wish we hadn't. I wish we had played Florida last week. I, I totally agree. I mean, just, I didn't want the week off this year. No, and we had Big Mo on our side that we were rolling, and I hope we continue on, and I think we will, because I think I think what has happened. And really, I mean, we can't say what's happened to Gurley. What Gurley did to himself. I mean, we need to be realistic about that. But I think that has brought the team together, and I think it's energized the team as much as us calling out the defense did. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this game because we've got uh, Florida. What do you – I mean, I'll tell you this. My the number one the the key to this game. I mean, our offense is going to do what our offense does, and their defense is going to do what their defense does, and uh, we'll see how that turns out. I think the critical part of this game is going to be to shut the door on this new kid, Treon Harris. They've got yeah. they've got. Uh, I mean, they you know they've got Andrew. They got that Dubose kid, um, who is you know on the Lawyer Tillman plan, Andre Dubose. He's on the Lawyer Tillman plan. He's been playing there since the Clinton administration. Right, and, and soon to be playing with one of his children. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Andrew DeBose Sr. and Andrew DeBose Jr. That's are going right. to play together <laughs> on the same team. But um, so the thing is, you know, they, they've got the worst passing offense in the in the SEC. And um, – this kid, Treon Harris, I mean, I know people are worried about his legs, worried about his running ability, worried about his ability to throw and stuff. He's kind of just a baller. He's making it up as he goes. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you this, he's not as good as the Watson kid up at Clemson, I don't think. Um, at least I don't I don't get that feeling watching this game. So key to the victory, number one, is confuse and pressure Treon Harris, which, of course, Will Muschamp knows. Kurt Roper knows that. Everybody knows that. The biggest problem for Florida is they're going to have to run a really vanilla offense because oh, once, yeah. once he gets – that kid's never even seen the damn Gator Bowl or seen Jacksonville. He's going to step on that field with a 50-50 fan base, and he's probably going to wet himself or throw up in his mouth, one or the other. And, well, and, it, and it's a huge difference coming in in the middle of the game and doing some stuff when the other team is not prepared for you at all, and when you've actually had, in this case, two weeks to set up and figure out what we're going to do. Plus, I'm sure they laid down the playbook in front of that guy, and he thought, oh, my Lord. Sure. You know, this isn't high school anymore. You know, I can't just do it on on sheer athletic ability. So it it will be real interesting, and I think we're just going to, we're going to go after him like a bunch of rabid dogs. 
Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get a lot. He's gonna get a lot of eighty four. He's yeah. gonna have. A, he's, we're gonna play a lot of. Where's number eighty four at? Because this kid, we're gonna twist and stunt and blitz, and this kid is gonna. He's gonna wet himself. Yeah, I mean, I just hope he. Yeah, hey, I agree. I agree, and I think we're. I think we're gonna force him into some turnovers, and I really do think we're gonna dominate this game. Yeah, I mean, the second key to the victory is turnovers. We're going to win the turnover battle. He's going to – yeah, I I think – I don't know. I'm trying not to be too cocky. Trying not to be too cocky. I know the team's got to keep its focus, but I'm telling you, uh, this is a good matchup for us. This game is a good matchup for us. And it's a bad matchup for Florida, which is my favorite kind of game. Yeah, and they're just a team in disarray. I mean – you know, sometimes a coach getting fired or on the verge of being fired can rally him around. But, I mean, from what you see and the way Muschamp acts on the sidelines, I think the players just – I think the players I want him gone, too. Yeah, I don't think they like him. I don't think they want no. him. He's not a guy that you want to rally around. No. He's a guy you want to get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, Speaking of which, anybody listening to me right now, do yourself a favor – if you haven't already seen this, just go on YouTube, type in Nick Marshall, South Carolina post game. Have you seen the Nick Marshall, South Carolina post game interview, old dog? No, I it have is, not. It is amazing. You just need to see it. It is awesome. That guy but, is. I I can't I can't even describe to you the way he sounds when they talk to him. He is amazing. <laughs> he is amazing. And not in a good way. And huh? not in a good way. I just, mean, re- just remember, though, he did have a scholarship at Georgia. He, I know. I mean, he seems to, in that interview, know only like seven or eight English words. And he's well, not very good at saying any of the seven or eight that he does know. It's it's amazing how he sounds and talks in that interview. And, but, just, for, and just for fun, since you did bring up the game, and I know both you and I have a lot of friends that cheer for South Carolina that listen to the show. I want to make it clear, and I want them to wrap their head around this, that South Carolina did not lose the game because on the very last play, Auburn had two players on the field that both had number one on their jersey. Right. That, that's that had absolutely lost. nothing to do with them losing the ball game. I know. It didn't it, it had no bearing whatsoever. Speaking of which, man, I, I wanted South Carolina to win the stupid game. I mean, is it too much to ask for South Carolina to do any damn thing? I needed I wanted South Carolina and Kentucky to win, but uh didn't work out that way. But uh you know, I need we, I, I don't ever I don't ever want a Steve Spurrier led team know, to win. I know, but I, I just I, I just team. can't bring myself to do it. I'm trying to see the big picture, old dog. I'm trying to do the right thing for the team, man. That's the big picture, you know. Well, I mean, we've you know all we got to do is win. Hey, that's right. All we got to do is win out, buddy. So that's right. We're gonna put the final nail in Muschamp's coffin. Do you think? Let me ask you this: If we beat Florida, let's say we let's if we beat them. If we cover, let's just I'm, – I'm not going to – I'm not going to try Let's say we cover. We win by two touchdowns. Does Muschamp survive and keep coaching after that? No. No. And and from what, from what I understand is this is their logic on the thing. And 
And this is kind of like when you get into this twisted math in the middle of the baseball season where so-and-so has a chance. Actually, right now, Florida still has a chance to win the East. Yes. If we beat them, then they don't. So I think the deal is they're going to want winning the East is no longer available to the Florida Gators, then they are going to let Muschamp go. And I think it will be... The Swamp was chanting, fire Muschamp. Dude, they're an incredibly fragile organization right now. One good sack or a pick or a Nick Chubb touchdown is, I'm telling you, they're an incredibly fragile organization right now. And just remember, if you ever need to shut a Florida fan up, just ask them what a shark has to do with a gator. Right. When ask you're them doing the gator job, why are you playing a theme from a shark movie? <laughs> oh, I love them. I love them. Freaking blue jean shorts and tank and mullet haircuts and just not. Mullet. They're so. Can't amazing. even tell. I can't even tell a mammal from a reptile. They're so fantastic, aren't they? Well, I guess a shark isn't a mammal. A whale is. But anyway. That's neither here nor there. Obviously, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on South Campus. No, you're a North Campus kid. I'm the South Absolutely. Campus. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, um, all right, old dog. Let's wrap this thing up. This old school, this old school recording. Yeah, it's yeah. not good, and I'm sorry we've kind of babbled on. Uh, wrapping it up, NCAA screwed us. I don't know why we thought it would be different. We halfway screwed ourselves. Uh, let's hope the team keeps that chip on the shoulder that they've had. It is up against the world. They're out to get us, and there's only one thing we can do to make them pay, and that's keep winning. And run the damn ball. Yep, absolutely. You always got to run the damn ball. <laughs> Come on, dogs. Let's finish the drill. Thanks for listening to us, guys. And, oh, by the way, I want a little shout-out to, uh, shout to the preacher and the count. Coming in with the encouraging email, old dog, you might have heard that we lost a listener today. Oh, I was so sad about that. I'm telling you, losing a listener, you know, it's it's always like uh, it's it, it it's tough. You know, it's tough. But you know, the numbers for our listenership, we've never gone backwards. Actually, our listenership numbers, as bad as we are, they only continue to climb. You know. So, like you said today, when we we treat former listeners pretty much like we treat former players. If you're not with the organization anymore, we don't give a damn. So uh, we just don't care about you. We just on a, don't care about you. But, but on, a, on a on a serious note, I I can't imagine really anybody that would want to listen to you and I babble like we do. But apparently they do. And in all sincerity, I do want to thank everybody that sends us the kind words and thanks us for what we do. I don't understand it, but <laughs> we will keep doing it as long as you keep listening and like hearing what if we have to say. you guys like it, we'll keep doing it. I tell you, look, I told the guy today, I don't like me. I wouldn't listen to me either. But there <laughs> apparently are a lot of people that do, and I, I'm cool with that. Those are my guys. Those are my girls, my guys. The Burt Dials and the Jeff Powells and the Vermonts and the Sydney, Australia. And, man, I'm telling you. That's right. And we're still banned in China. 
and and the deal is it, it's the dog cast against the world too. It's dog cast against the world, baby. So guys, you can call us after the game seven zero six three six three zero two one zero. Sorry about the sound quality. We're working on it. We'd rather put out a it, show. It, it's all it, it's all my fault. It's uh, all my uh, dog's fault. My, my Windows my Windows ninety eight finally gave out on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story, by the way. True story. But um, anyway, guys, we're working on the tech, and uh, bear with us on the sound quality. We'll be back up to snuff soon enough. Um, and uh, thanks for the encouragement. we got to pressure the quarterback and take the ball away. Thanks for t- listening, guys. Follow us at dogcast.com or at dogcast on Twitter. Email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Buy your cups. Buy your T-shirts. If you ever if you want to support if you ever wanted to show your support for Gurley, you know a big number three on your back that says Gurley for Heisman will do it. Thanks for listening, guys. Go dogs.